0: You're listening to Maybe You're Like Me, the transparent musings of a God girl chasing after her purpose. Maybe You're Like Me is a podcast for dreamers and doers who take life's lessons and level up to look more like Christ. We'll connect through super relatable stories, growing pains, and aha moments that most of us share, just not always out loud. I'm your host, Alicia Watson, creative entrepreneur, playwright, author, wife, mother, daughter of the king, and so much more. And I can't help but to think that maybe you're like me. Hey, hey, beautiful people. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Maybe You're Like Me. I hope you are doing amazing. I'm doing great. I'm recording after a fabulous branding strategy session with one of my Ali Watson Media clients. And I'm on a happy high because I love, love, love what I do. If you don't know, my main gig is Ali Watson Media where I use photography and cinematography to create meticulously branded imagery for small to medium-sized businesses and entrepreneurs so that their visions can be more visual meaning getting them out of their heads and into the world and visible effectively getting them in front of their people so that those people can buy more of their products and services and i absolutely love being able to do what i do and make such Uh, an amazing impact on people's lives and businesses is just great. I've been at this for six years and through the years I've learned many lessons. I've gained many new friends and I've grown as a person and so much more. Listen, anyone who tells you entrepreneurship is easy is a lie and the truth ain't in them. But what I can't say is that this journey has been totally worth it. Growing up and author school, I never had a desire to be in business though in any way at all. If I'm being honest, I never felt like I had the personality for it, mainly because I believe that I could not succeed in business because I'm introverted, one, and two, that I have a really sweet temperament. My perception of business people and business women had me feeling like I had to be the illest vicious pit bull in a skirt, shout out to EVE. But thank God, that's not true. And over time, I've learned to lean into my personality actually. And it's been the best thing that I've could have done for my business and my life in general. So instead of seeing it as a burden, I started viewing it as a strength. So maybe you're like me and you're an introverted powerhouse. People think that I'm shy and quiet. I'm not shy and quiet. Um, it's just that My thoughts and antics are reserved for things that matter to me and for people that I feel comfortable around. I'm not the life of the party until I am the life of the party. Generally, typically you get to see that if I know you well or I'm just comfortable around you. Small talk makes me itch. (laughs) Um, I don't like being in large groups or large crowds. If you're an introvert like me, you get this. And it used to be particularly problematic in one area of building my business and that was Networking. And that led me to busting my own personal myth, which was that I have to network to be successful. Networking in a networking sense also makes me itch. Going to events with forced small talk is so not my jam, but building relationships that are authentic is my jam. So I had to stop looking at networking as going to as many places and events as possible, trying to be, known and memorable, doing some weird speed dating type of dance with strangers and collecting business cards that, let's face it, I'm never going to do anything with. Instead, now, if I go somewhere, I go with the expectation of connecting with one to three people, if that, and just being memorable to just those few by being authentic, showing genuine interest and not looking for what I can gain or take from them. I learned over the years that I don't have to work a room. I don't need to be the picture of popularity or the life of the party. That works for some people. And that is great. I love the, A hey, hey girls, like they give me life. Absolutely. They come into the room, they bring up the energy. They have the best stories and are just a ton of fun, but that's just not me. And it used to bother me and make me feel like I was just this boring, uninteresting being that was taking up space. Like I want to be a mood too. But now I'm just cool with showing up and if I feel like giving that kind of energy, I give it. But I'm also okay with kicking back and quietly just taking it all in. Embracing the fact that I am actually a mood. I have delightful energy that impacts in a different way. There's room for all of us. I love being introverted because we introverts know how to listen and how to hear. That actually helps in business. Being comfortable with hushing up and letting others ramble on in peace without feeling guilty can reveal ways that you can serve them and solve their problems. And it also can reveal problems that they didn't even realize they have. You become a truly valuable player on their team because at our core, most people simply want to be seen, heard, and understood. Introverts do that well because we typically build deeper relationships. A lot of us are empathic too, and that helps with vetting clients. And you can tell almost immediately if it's going to be a good fit. And pass on a proposed project, which can save both sides a lot of time, energy, and headaches. You know, most of my clients become repeat clients because we've built deep relationships. They feel that I understand them. I understand their brands. I can catch their vision and they can trust me. And that is exactly how I want to run my business as a boutique company and not a high volume company because I do care and I do like having those deep relationships and deep understanding of their businesses and brands. But if I was high volume, I would not have the time, the space or the energy to invest that type of attention into each of my clients. Having that understanding allows me to be clearer on who I want to serve, how much it'll need to cost, how much time I actually have available to serve people in this way, and form the life that I want around those specific metrics. It helps me to create and build the business and life that I want to lead, just by understanding my personality and embracing it. In thinking that I had to be some kind of cutthroat, no-nonsense businesswoman in the beginning, I went through a lot of stress. And I felt like I didn't have a backbone or the backbone that I needed to run my business. But it wasn't necessarily about having a backbone. What I thought I needed was to be able to be rude or demand respect or call people out or cut people off or put people in their place or put people on blast. But what I learned is that it was more about what I could give. It was more about being on the offensive and. Being introverted, my nature allows me to play the offense a lot more effectively than playing the defense. There's no need to be rude or demanding, but it is about giving respect and having an expectation of receiving respect. I also had to learn that when that expectation was not met to have mature conversations and to set the appropriate boundaries with clients, colleagues and contractors that I was working with. Many people think the phrase "it's just business is an admonishment to not take people's actions and motives personally, because they have to do what they have to do to get to the bottom line. And I don't, I don't take them personally. I realize now that that does not have anything to do with my personality, but instead it shows me that these might not be the type of people that I want to work with, or the type of business relationships that I want to be involved within. So I can gracefully bow out. It wasn't always about me being disrespected. It was more about people not being a good fit for me, but I'm pretty sure that I might have someone in mind that might fit way better. My perception of being a vicious pit bull was that I needed to live my business life on the defensive again, and be willing to bite to harm and defend myself and do what I needed to do to get what I wanted out of my deals. That's not my personality. I never liked office politics. I never liked playing games and strategizing with people's feelings and livelihoods. It's just not the thing that I like to do. So when I started my business, I came to learn something that was very important and was actually a blessing. And that was that I get to create the culture of my business and I don't have to play those games. And I'm so thankful for that. Self-awareness and self-acceptance are so clutch. How many times have you bought a new cell phone, turned it on and got to using it right away? I've done that so many times, right? But the last time I got a new phone, I actually looked through the user manual and went to YouTube to watch videos and reviews by tech nerds who knew how to get the most out of all the new features and the old features that were on my new phone. My eyes were open to so many more uses for it and just how awesome my phone was to be able to do the things that can make my life easier. Just last week, I was showing somebody how to use a feature on her phone that could easily save her a lot of time. And she was just blown away by it. And she was so, so, so excited about it. In the same way, when you learn the ins and outs of yourself, you can determine how to get your best and highest use out of how you were created. There's so much in you that God placed that if you just knew existed within you and knew how to apply it to your life, you would be so much better off, so much more content, so much more excited about the things that you have to do, about the way that you were created, That's why I'm always talking about you and I being enough and having everything that we need right now at our disposal to do the things that we're called to do in this moment. We just might not be privy to the ways that we were made and the special gifts and talents that we have that God has placed within us. Some things that we might've written off because they didn't look as shiny and effective as things in other people, but they might be exactly what we need to do the things that we're being called to do. Knowing that I'm introverted helped me to understand myself better my relationships better how i deal with business better how i needed to take time for myself when i needed to take time for myself knowing that i'm introverted helped me to understand the types of clients i work best with the situations that stress me all the way out the situations that make my heart sing and the projects that make my heart sing and the type of business structure that works for me If you're introverted like me, you may have a love-hate relationship with social media just like I do. I know, I know you're supposed to show up and be visible and I encourage people to show up and be visible, to show their faces, to use their voices and so on because I know the benefits of doing so. But also because I'm introverted and like to play the background, it's hard for me to take my own advice. Some days it's just too much energy for me. And by some days i mean six or seven months at a time i find that social media just just zaps me it just zaps me to my core nevertheless when i didn't show up it would make me feel guilty or dramatic or like something was wrong with me or even less important than people who could show up every day and post and be engaged and be around i would often find myself apologizing about not showing up or making unnecessary promises that I was gonna put myself out there. But I mean, in reality, I just was not ready. One day God gave me some confirmation to calm down about it though. And it happened in two ways. The first being that most of my business comes from referrals. So for all the reasons that people wanted me to show up and be more visible, the main one being that if I was, people would be able to see what I did and want to book me. It wasn't really necessary because people were still finding me and booking my services. He gave me a little bit of breathing room so that I can get my mental together <laughs> to be able to show up. And I've just been really thankful for that, thankful for the clients that I have that have referred me, the people that I know that have referred me and um, have kept things going steadily for my business. The second was a time when I went to an event at a local media house that did video production. And when I walked into their lobby, it was littered with trophies and awards on the reception desk. You know, I thought to myself, oh, they must have at least 100,000 followers on Instagram. So I went to their page to check and when I went, I found that they had a whopping like 268 followers or something like incredibly, crazily low like that. It put it in perspective though, that my perspective on having a ton of followers or being popular or engaged on social media didn't necessarily convert to success and it didn't necessarily translate to dollars and that also gave me a little bit of a breather knowing that i could still be successful in the way that i wanted to be successful just like this company was without having a large following or showing up consistently on social media it reminded me that social media is just one avenue of marketing and while it is very important and I do believe in it, I also believe that you have to know yourself and if you're going to run it for yourself and it's absolutely zapping your energy and your focus and everything else, then you should just take the appropriate measures to protect yourself and protect your energy and protect your peace. So I say to take your time and show up when you're ready and when you have the mental space, it's best to do it when you build up your own confidence and you have a knowledge base of your industry so that when you do show up, you have something meaningful to say and to post so that you can actually be successful by giving real value and making a real impact I'm in a much better space now but even still I don't really feel the motivation to show up and post regularly I will say that I'm in the process of creating and scheduling my content now because I want to shout from the rooftops about the wonderful clients that I work with and the noteworthy amazing awesome things that they are doing I wanna share the work that we've done together as a collaboration and also just get more visibility on them in any way that I can. And using my modest (laughs) following is just one way, one more way. And who's to say the one person that might be on my page that might see someone that I work with won't contact them to create a relationship or to buy their services or their products and help do the thing that we set out to do for them. I'm so glad that I no longer feel the need to seek validation for my work or for myself as you know because I did at one time when I was using when I started using social media and that was one of the reasons why it was very draining on me but I've since changed my perspective and my relationship with social media has changed so it's again a safe space for me. Eh, safe-ish space my mute button is still hot if i find myself distracted i will remove the distraction quickly until i'm refilled and in a space to take in certain content and i don't feel any guilt about that any shame about that i know that i'm empathic and it makes me be okay with being proactive about protecting my peace focus and productivity i'm okay with knowing it's not them but it's me you know what this reminds me of being a kid when it was his turn to watch what he wanted on our floor model boxed TV, my brother would choose Ninja Turtles or wrestling. Newton turtles who were raised by a rat fought crime and loved pizza? Um, yes, makes total sense, but I never understood the desire to watch mullet rocking grown men in spandex with terrible acting skills and impeccable chair-tossing aim. And I think he knew that, so he chose wrestling more often just to torture me. Eventually, a Stockholm set in and I found myself enjoying the ridiculous antics too. The tag team matches really excited me because instead of going at it one-on-one teams would fight each other one at a time and then when one wrestler was down he would tag in or high five his homie and with fresh energy that partner would hop in and continue the fight at some point i had an aha moment i decided to tag myself in i had been in the fight but i found myself down a lot looking up at all the other parts of my personality that I had sidelined because I thought that they could not be included to run a successful business in life. You know the parts that weren't perfect, the parts that didn't have all the answers, that didn't say the right things all the time, that weren't bossed up at every moment, the parts that loved God unashamedly and that were silly and goofy and unsophisticated. These are parts of me that would be screaming, waving and leaning over the ropes with their hands extended for that high five trying to relieve me. I understand now that these parts of me were absolutely important because the contender lying on the mat was not the real me well at least not the full me it was just a shell of me that looked and acted the part but was not whole if I'm going to win and be proud of the win I have to show up fully and completely and authentically me over the last few years I've learned and relearned to incorporate my personality my values and my beliefs in the ways that I live and work it just makes more sense. Why fight my nature? Why try to emulate other success, their strategies, their personalities, when it feels like pulling teeth? The truth is that they are the secret sauce to their success. I'm not talking about branding yourself or selling yourself, it's just so much more simple than that. It's just being yourself. Though it's been a roller coaster ride, my vision is slowly coming into fruition. What is that vision? It's to not work myself to death. And I don't mean that I don't wanna work hard, quite the opposite, actually. I wanna work really hard, but also much, much smarter with strategies based on my self-awareness. I've identified that I tend to be a perfectionist and that, for me, is not a badge of honor. It's a hindrance, actually. So instead, I embrace and focus on my wins. I literally count my blessings and I remain grateful for who I am and what I have done with intentionality. I came to terms with the fact that I will make mistakes. Which might turn people off towards me, but the people that truly love and care about me, who truly matter, these people will love me the same both before and after I fail. And I talked last week about failing and how important it is to fail. And one reason that people fear failure so much is that they don't want to be rejected. But there are people that will love you through the failures. They'll love you through the rejection. And those are the people, the opinions, the perspectives you want to seek when you set out on any endeavor. I myself, I'm going to love everybody the same because that's what I'm called to do. But I'm also so very thankful for the people that love me unconditionally and allow me to make mistakes and to fail because they know that it's making me stronger. It's making me better. It's making me wiser. I've worked on restructuring my business and personal life in a way that allows my strengths to help me and stops my weaknesses from haunting me. We are excellent at what we are excellent at but that tends to be everything we leave on the outside of those ropes we choose to fight the fight with skills that aren't natural to us that we haven't truly cultivated because we may not really be interested in them like being introverted It doesn't seem fun to be the introverted one but there's something about that personality that is amazing that needs to be embraced that needs to be welcomed in a room you have to recognize those things and traits within yourself that you may not like that you may not love but they're so important they're so necessary they are part of you you are important and you are necessary show up you may not be an introverted powerhouse like me but whatever you are you have everything you need to win You're powerful. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power of love and of a sound mind or of self-discipline, depending on the translation. It's in you. Don't be afraid. Don't despise your small beginnings. Don't despise things about yourself. Don't compare yourself. Embrace yourself. Use that self-awareness that you have. Use it to your advantage. Use your own signature style to win the fight, to accomplish your goals, to grow into the person you were made to be. It's in you. Tag yourself in. And I believe when you do, you accomplish many things, big things with peace and contentment and joy in your heart with self-assurance and confidence. And isn't that just a better way to do things? I'd like to believe so. Well, that's all I have for you today. If you're like me, I would love to hear from you. Connect with me on Instagram at the Alicia Watson and let's chat about it. If you know someone who's like us, Share this episode with them. I set a goal of 10,000 downloads for 2020. So if you can help me get there by spreading the word about this podcast, I would be immensely grateful. Also, please take a moment to rate, review, and subscribe. Maybe you're like me. It's on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and more. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you have an amazing week. Okay, bye.